This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, agencies will need to reveal how much official time they've been using and for what purpose. A new bill would let federal agencies fire employees found guilty of sexual assault. And military officials say active duty troops and National Guard members should get paid the same. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. It's time for agencies to reveal just how much official time they've been using. The Office of Personnel Management is calling on agencies to submit new data on how much and for what purposes they're using official time. The data requirements are part of the president's 2018 executive order on official time. OPM says it will analyze agency official time data and prepare a detailed report by June 2020. Agencies who have seen noticeable increases in official time use must explain why. At least one senator wants to ensure federal employees who are convicted of sexual assault are no longer working in government. New legislation from Republican Senator Joni Ernst would give agencies the authority to fire employees and contractors convicted or credibly found to have committed sexual assault while in government. She introduced the compulsory requirement to eliminate employees who are perpetrators of sexual assault or creep act. Employees would first get the chance for a hearing before removal. The bill would also prohibit bonuses, promotions or raises to employees who have committed sexual assault. The bill to codify the Continuous Diagnostics and Mitigation, or CDM, program made it through its first hurdle. The House Homeland Security Committee passed Congressman John Ratcliffe and Ro Khanna's Advancing Cybersecurity Diagnostics and Mitigation Act yesterday. The legislation makes the CDM program permanent and expands the capabilities the Homeland Security Department can provide to state and local governments. The Senate version of the CDM bill still hasn't made it out of the Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee. The largest conservation grant maker would get a long-term reauthorization under a new bill. Representatives Debbie Dingell and Don Young's legislation would fund the National Fish and Wildlife Foundation through fiscal 2024. NFWF was created 35 years ago and supplements federal conservation efforts through public-private partnerships and competitive grant programs. If a commercial company actually achieved quantum computing, federal research laid the groundwork. More from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. Google, publishing its results in the magazine Nature, says it worked with a University of California physicist to perform a calculation that would have taken the fastest supercomputer 10,000 years to finish. U.S. Chief Technology Officer Michael Kratzios writes in Fortune that Google's achievement builds on the work of the Energy Department's national labs, the National Science Foundation, NASA, and other research agencies. I'm Tom Temin. Lawmakers, interest groups, and military officials are calling for more parity of benefits between National Guard and Reserve Service members and active duty troops. In a recent congressional hearing, the stakeholders said different operational orders and red tape are keeping Guard and Reserve troops from receiving the same pay for the same job as their active duty counterparts. Some groups are also advocating for free TRICARE for Guard and Reserve members. Service members now have more time to finish the transition assistance program when they are leaving the military. Previously, TAP could only be started 89 days before leaving the service. Now troops have 12 to 15 months to complete the program. TAP also added a face-to-face interview to fine-tune the level of assistance a service member will require and a questionnaire to identify needs. 
The Pentagon plans some major contracts to start experimenting with 5G technologies on military bases. Details from Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. VHA's integrated healthcare transformation contract aims to bring a mix of technology and consulting services to modernize how it delivers healthcare to veterans. The request for proposals calls for services ranging from electronic health records management to how emerging technologies such as artificial intelligence could transform healthcare delivery to analytics and mental health prevention. According to Bloomberg government, the multiple word contract could be worth $1 billion over 10 years. Capability statements for this service-disabled veteran-owned small business contract are due October 29th. I'm Jason Miller. Veterans Affairs will launch an online marketplace to showcase 53 best practices, ideas, and innovative tools developed by VA employees. Many ideas and practices have picked up steam and have been implemented at dozens of VA medical centers across the country. VA says the goal is to allow other medical centers to see these ideas and the costs and timelines associated with them to give them a better sense of whether they could be implemented at their organizations. The VA Diffusion of Excellence Marketplace will go live in January. The Veterans Health Administration details plans to transform how it delivers health care. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller with more. VHA's integrated healthcare transformation contract aims to bring a mix of technology and consulting services to modernize how it delivers health care to veterans. The request for proposals calls for services ranging from electronic health records management to how emerging technologies such as artificial intelligence could transform healthcare delivery to analytics and mental health prevention. According to Bloomberg government, the multiple word contract could be worth $1 billion over 10 years. Capability statements for this service-disabled veteran-owned small business contract are due October 29th. I'm Jason Miller. An IRS watchdog says the agency must make security of taxpayer data its top priority. The Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration said the IRS is working to improve its e-authentication for taxpayers to access their information online, but the agency's public-facing systems still don't comply with mandatory 2017 guidance from the National Institute of Standards and Technology. Out of nearly 70 critical and high-risk vulnerabilities it found in one month, TIGDA said more than a quarter were easily exploitable. A former IRS employee is sentenced to 32 months in prison for evading taxes and obstructing the IRS. Craig Orock was convicted last May for not paying federal income taxes for more than 20 years. In addition to the prison sentence, he's also ordered to pay back more than $900,000 in restitution. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Oh, 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 oh,